You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. You see, Jesus likes to give us a closer look of himself. He wants us to take the time to get to know him, to be impressed and impacted by his person, to understand, to recognize his love and his selflessness, his patience, and that he's personable and that he's perfect. So Jesus, you know, doesn't want these followers from a distance. He wants to pull them close. He wants to impress them. How well do you know Jesus? How well do you think He knows you? You can bet there's nothing about you, no detail too small that He doesn't already know. Today, Pastor Dion shares that Jesus wants you to get to know Him in the same way. Every detail, no matter how small, He wants you to seek Him and learn everything about Him. Jesus invites you to look for flaws because there aren't any. He's perfect and He wants you to discover that as you seek Him and grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Matthew chapter 4 as he continues his message, Fishermen. Let's investigate this encounter that Jesus had with these fishermen a little further because the passage we read was not the first time that Jesus had encountered and called these guys. Are you ready? Look at your neighbor and say, fasten your seatbelt. Let's look at it. All right, so Peter and Andrew were brothers. Everybody say it. What are they? And James and John were brothers. And all four of them were fishermen from Galilee. In fact, they were on the same fishing team. So here are two sets of brothers They are on the same fishing team, and they fish at Galilee. They're from Galilee. Now, guys, the people who lived in and around Galilee were uneducated. They were unsophisticated people. They were simple people. Some people might even call the the Galileans rednecks or hillbillies, if you would. You know, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. And that was the women, you know, of Galilee. You know, the guys wore overalls without a shirt. You know, they donned toothless smiles and answered to the name Bubba. You know, they live in the sticks. They drive F-150 pickups with a 30-06. You know the kind of guys. Well, Andrew, who was Peter's brother, heard about a fiery preacher who was named John the Baptist. Now, this was before Jesus even stepped on the scene in ministry. Peter, James, John, and Andrew were out there fishermen. They had heard about the forerunner to the Christ, John the Baptist, and his preaching. So Andrew actually went out to hear John the Baptist preach. Andrew was impressed. And he went back and invited John, who was one of his buddies, the other fishing partner, to go with him. They were probably about the same age. Peter was older. James was older. So Andrew invites John you ought to come and hear this guy that's preaching over there. His name John the Baptist. You heard about him. Let's go listen to him. I was really intrigued and, and touched by his preaching. 
So both Andrew and John go over there and they listen to John the Baptist the next day. Andrew and John ended up becoming followers of John the Baptist. Part-time disciples. Look at your neighbor and say, part-time disciples. So they had been going, see, their job, they work at night. Fishing happened on the graveyard shift. So they would go out at night. In the morning, they'd put out their nets, dry them, untangle them, lay them out. And after that was done, they would take off to go listen to John the Baptist. And so, you know, they get back, maybe sleep a couple of hours, whatever, and then go out on the boat again. And so that's what they were doing. They were part-time disciples. Well, one day, when Andrew and John were with John the Baptist, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming towards them. And John, the, they heard, Andrew and John heard the John the Baptist say, Looky here, looky here, good things are finally coming our way. No, no, that's not what he said. Here's what he said. Read it with me. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So listen, when Andrew and John are with John the Baptist, his part-time disciples, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and he pointed him out and he said, look, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then John said something else. He must increase and I must decrease. So he looked at his disciples and he said, I want you to begin following Jesus. He must increase and I must decrease. Well, John and Andrew were disciples of John the Baptist. And so they went ahead and they began following Jesus a little reluctantly. Actually, they followed Jesus from a distance. But Jesus doesn't want distant followers. Say it out loud. Jesus doesn't want distant followers. So when Jesus saw them, he invited them to come and hang out with him. Listen, guys. In fact, John's gospel gives us the details. Let's read it. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. That's Andrew and John. Then Jesus turned, but they're following from a distance. Then Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? So here, Andrew and John, they're following Jesus, you know, because John the Baptist told them to, but they're not really connecting. They're not really engaged. They're just kind of checking it out. And Jesus finally turns around and says, Hey, what are you guys looking for? Here's what he says. What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the 10th hour. So, they stayed with them all the way till about 4 o'clock in the afternoon because they got to head back and get to work. But they spend the day with Jesus. So, here's the fact. They're following Jesus from a distance. And Jesus says, hey, let's close this gap. I love though. Jesus doesn't want you following from a distance. He wants to close the gap. So Jesus invited them to hang out with him. And Jesus spent individual time with Andrew and John. You see, Jesus likes to give us a closer look of himself. He wants us to take the time 
to get to know Him, to be impressed and impacted by His person, to understand, to recognize His love and His selflessness, His patience, and that He's personable and that He's perfect. So Jesus, you know, doesn't want these followers from a distance. He wants to pull them close. He wants to impress them with Himself, with who He is. He wants you to get a closer look of Him. He wants you to get connected. Now, after spending the day with Jesus, there was no doubt in these two guys' minds. Both Andrew and John recognized Jesus as the Messiah, as the Son of God. Everybody said, as the what? There was no doubt. Guys, I will tell you, a few minutes with Jesus is enough to convince anyone that He is the Savior and the Messiah. It really is. I mean, think about Nicodemus, that encounter he had with Jesus. It was brief. It was, it was one conversation. By the end of the conversation, Nicodemus knows without a doubt, Jesus is the Son of God. There's the woman at the well. That conversation maybe was 15 minutes. At the end of the conversation, the woman knew that Jesus was the Son of God, right? He even announced it to her. The nobleman. It was even more brief than that. One word. Go your way. Your son lives. And he knew. He just knew. It was a faith, a knowing. He walked away. Just a few minutes with Jesus can change your whole outlook. Can change you. Look at your neighbor and say, can change you. Well, Andrew and John just spent that afternoon with Jesus and they believed. And they reacted exactly like all the others before them did. They praised and they promoted Jesus. Everybody say it out loud. They what? Praised and promoted Jesus. Did you know that that's one of the evidences of belief? Huh? One of the evidences of belief is that you praise and you promote. Think about it. If it's a laundry detergent, if it's a particular tool, if it, whatever it is, right? If it's a particular restaurant, if you're a believer, you praise and promote, because you believe. Well, guys, these guys believed in Jesus, like all the others, and they went and did the same thing all the others did. They went and praised and promoted. Guys, if you aren't praising and promoting Jesus, you haven't been pikau, as I say. Your wood is wet. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope he's not talking about you right now. So Andrew and John, they got pikau, all right? They were pikaus with Jesus. They were interested in Jesus. And so here's what they did. You know, they immediately went out to tell others. And the first person they want to tell is their boss, Peter. Everybody said, we're Simon. Everybody said, Peter, Simon. They want to go tell him. So they go and they invite Peter, their boss. This is Andrew's brother and John's fishing supervisor. And they say, hey, listen, we just heard, we just met Jesus. He's the Messiah. You come and check Jesus out. And you know, like the first time you got invited to church, you know, Peter's like, uh-huh, sure, mm-hmm, whatever. But then Peter indulges them. He says, oh, all right, let's go. They witnessed to him. They were inspired. They were passionate. They found something. So Peter says, okay. See, if you're going out and telling people, just come to our church. It's cool. 
Jesus has to do something on the inside of you, right? So I hope that it's passionate. And so they, they did, and Peter indulged them. In fact, let's go ahead and read it. This is in John chapter 1, verse 40. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. This was John the Baptist. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus, everybody said he what? Looked at him. He said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. All right, so Andrew and John are so excited to go tell Peter about the Messiah and the Savior they found. They invite him to come and spend some time with Jesus, come and meet Jesus. And that's exactly what Peter does. He goes ahead and goes with them. Now, when Andrew brought Peter to meet Jesus, the verse said that Jesus looked at Peter. Everybody say the word again. What? The Greek word there for look is a word that means penetrating, to look beyond. It's almost like he looked right into his soul, into his heart. Peter's the one who's actually saying this. He looked into me, beyond the outward. See, Jesus looks beyond the surface, beyond who Simon was, a sinful, proud, profane man. Jesus looked beyond that. Jesus saw Peter for who he could make him. You guys got, got that? Not for who he was uh, back in the day, who he was at the time, but Jesus saw Peter for who he could make him. See, when we come to Jesus, Jesus doesn't just see who we were, who we are, but Jesus sees who will who we will become with His help. What He can do in our lives. When He looked at Simon, which His name means sand, He saw something other than sand. He saw a rock. And He called him Rocky. You're going to be called Rocky from now on. Look at your neighbor and say, that's so cool. When Jesus looks at you, all right, when Jesus looks at you, He doesn't see the failures, the flaws, and the faults. He sees what He can make you. Forgiven, faithful, fruitful, fearless, firm, rocky. Huh? I love it. Now, what's interesting about that encounter that Peter has with Jesus that day is that Simon, or Peter, didn't surrender his life and become Jesus' disciple that day. In fact, Peter returned to his wishy-washy life. And everybody say, ooh, forget it. Now, the story would end badly there, wouldn't it? But you want to know what? Jesus is very relentless. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad Jesus is relentless. A month or two later, Jesus crossed paths with Simon again. This time it was on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. See, Jesus by this time had done quite a few miracles. 
People from all over were gathering around him. It was almost like a mob, crowded. It was thicker than a Trump rally. I mean, man, it was shoulder to shoulder. And Jesus was there, and they literally were suffocating him, you know, as they're walking along the seashore. Well, Jesus saw some boats on the shore. The fishermen had been out all night, and, and now they were detangling. They were out of the boats. They were on the seashore on, on the other side, and they were, you know, just kind of putting their, detangling their nets, putting them out to dry. And so Jesus, you know, comes up and he flags them down, and he asks them if he can use one of their boats as a platform. Jesus figured, I'll get out of the crowd, get on the boat, push me out a little bit, and I can speak from there. Well, guys, guess whose boats they were? Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Let's read the passage. This is in Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. So it was as the multitudes passed about Jesus to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret or Galilee. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So a few months earlier, Jesus had called Peter. He even said, I looked past what he had been, what he was at present, and what he could make them. And told him to come and follow him, but Peter didn't do it. A couple of months later, is it a coincidence? Or is it the hand of God? When it comes to you and God, there is no such thing as random coincidences. His love, His pursuit is deliberate, is intentional, is planned. Huh? You might, I, I don't know, I, I just ran into this person and, and wow, I just, this happened in my life and it was just, it was just so random and yet it wasn't. Isn't that awesome? See, the Lord has a future and a hope for every single one of us. And He is seeking for you like a shepherd seeks for the lost sheep. In fact, Jesus said that He leaves the 99 to look for the one, right? You're mine and we belong together, right? I love it. And then to think of this, that He is the God of second chances. He's the God of second chances. So if today you hear His voice, take the Bible's advice. Here's what Hebrews 3.15 says. Read it out loud with me. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Let's see if Peter and his crew took the biblical advice. When Jesus stopped speaking, he's on the boat, talking to the crowd, borrowed the boat from Peter as a platform. When he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. I want to pause right there and just let you know, see, Peter wasn't even that good of a fisherman. Every time he goes out, every time it's listed, he catches nothing. I wonder, think about this. I wonder if Peter had those moments where he thought, 
there's got to be something better. There's got to be something more. Life just never seems to go the way I want it. You know, I'm, this is happening, and that happens, and then this happens, and that happens. You guys do know what they say, that if everything's coming your way, you're in the wrong lane. So we've caught nothing. Nevertheless, Peter said, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said, read this out loud with me, Do not be afraid. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Yeah, that's a good place to applaud and to, to shout. I also wonder how Peter reacted when Jesus, you know, saw their boats and Jesus knows whose boats they are. But when he starts calling out to them on the shore, to Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, and I wonder how Peter reacted. You know, sometimes that conviction hits. I see it all the time at Walmart when I see folks who haven't been to church in a while and, and I wave and they act busy or they act distracted or, you know, in a hurry. I wonder how Peter reacted. If he ducked, if he dodged, if he kind of ignored. Hey, Peter! God of second chances. Sometimes third and fourth and fifth. He uses their boat. And after he uses their boat, he honors these guys. He pays them back with a boatload of fish. And then Jesus invited these men to go beyond believing. They were awed, shocked, amazed. Wow! Everybody said, what? But he asked them to go beyond believing. This was his invite. Here's what he asked them. Everybody said, follow me. Now to be a follower, to be a disciple, meant to surrender, to commit, to follow, to learn, to serve, and to emulate your teacher. That's what a, a disciple, a follower meant. As Yoda would say, a Padawan you are, a Jedi apprentice. What are the things that keep you from complete surrender? As we cling to the simplest You've been listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova. We're so glad that you're here today. Pastor Dion has been getting up close and personal with this series entitled, Encounters with Jesus. Can you imagine living during the days that Jesus walked the earth? Picture even being a part of his entourage, traveling around the area witnessing his miraculous acts. 
Even more important than that would be observing the way that he treated people, interacting with the outcasts and the sick, embracing them, and loving them for who they were. That's what Pastor Dion has been teaching on throughout the Gospel books that detail Jesus' life here on earth. What a gift and honor it must have been to be in the presence of Jesus during those days. Thanks for joining us here today. The Simple Truth is a ministry of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We're coming close to the end of our time here today, but if you don't want it to end, well, we've got some great news for you. Are you ready for it? We've got more eye-opening messages stored up for you. Just head over to tmcalvary.com to find them. At tmcalvary.com, you'll find a link to our YouTube archive with hundreds of messages from Pastor Dion. You can also go to the Media tab to find more messages from this series. Once again, that website is tmcalvary.com to access those encouraging and helpful resources. Well, our time together is up, but we'll be back again with more from Pastor Dion as he continues this series, Encounters with Jesus, right here on The Simple Truth. In the deeds we sow, let us join our hands and together we stand. Together.